Hughes, it's Milchin, the former bomber who gets it out the back. This could be it for Melbourne. In goes Fritz and kicks the goal. That should be it. You think, but you're never quite sure with Melbourne. It's a goal. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attention to Detail. My name is Tim, and again, I am joined this week by not so much, not so much friends. Well, no, we are friends. We're, we're friends, but it's just unfortunately the result that we required involved your team, Steffi. So, uh, but I'm, I don't it really. Did, it I, did. <laughs> I don't hold any grudges. It was. It's not not your fault. Uh, as much as as much it as I wanted for It was a hard weekend, everyone. wasn't it? It was. It's uh yeah, it's been yeah. a really a really bad weekend for the D's really in, in terms of I suppose off the field stuff as well too. Not not the greatest way to finish the season in that sense, but anyway, that's uh that's all done and dusted and that's that's season twenty twenty for the D's at least. That's uh that's a wrap. We didn't know, did we? We didn't know where the weekend was gonna take us. No, nah, no. Nah. Jeez, that Sunday was the bloody longest day of my life waiting for that game to start. <laughs> Six ten. Like having to wait for dogs Dockers game, you know. It's I was just... a yeah. I was a nervous wreck. I can't imagine how you were feeling. <laughs> well, as I as I said to you, I didn't really want to watch it. Uh, I I remember <laughs> I remember very succinctly watching in 2017, watching West Coast play. Oh, yeah. Who was it? I forget who it was. And we had needed West Coast to lose for us to jump in, and and yeah, I couldn't handle it, and I was just like, oh. So I watched about half the game, and Freo, Freo looked... I was going to say, did you tune in? I did. Freo looked... You tuned in half-time or so? Yeah, it's about, oh, yeah, I reckon halfway through the second quarter, and then I sort of, yeah, they, they seemed to have a lot of the ball, but just couldn't score. Uh, I think I think mm. that was... They controlled the ball for a fair bit, but then, yeah, a couple of runs. So anyway, that's, that's what it was. It's, you know, our fault that we, we weren't deciding what was happening in our destiny and, and unfortunately, uh, yeah, we, we kind of limped over the line with that win on Saturday night and, and we, we can start talking a little bit about that but I'm not going to focus too much on it. It was it was nice to finish off with a win. However, it was a very Melbourne win in the terms yeah. of play play a pretty, pretty fantastic first half uh, and then, especially that third quarter, uh, fell asleep and, and nearly lost it. Yeah. Nearly lost it in, in true Melbourne fashion, unfortunately. But did you did you see any of it? I did, but you don't want to know who I was kind of, you know, barking for a little bit. Well, I suppose, yeah. Just for my own team, <laughs> you know. It was a hard one. I was on the fence, Timmy. I was on the fence because I knew, you know what, actually in saying that, I was very happy that the Ds won <clears throat> as well because the dogs also, I wanted them to get in on their own bat as well yeah. and not, you know, have to worry about someone else. So I was I was quite happy that the Ds won. It just made the doggies, I think, fight that a little bit harder and, Kind of get there by ourselves. So, look, the D's got there and finished the season, I guess, in a positive. So we can go with that. Do you yeah, reckon? yeah, yeah. Let's 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 say uh, let's say positive. Let's go with that. <laughs> not not to, <laughs> and then you know those two kind of off-field incidents that transpired afterwards, which was Ooh, uh, a bit, bit disappointing. I think the Bernal one's really disappointing, and 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 I know it is it's yeah. I, I think it's really kind of put his put his list spot in jeopardy i don't know if the days are going to pick him up again which it's a yeah. shame it's a shame because he's a, such a talent but if he's going to i guess go yeah. go back on the club that's given him that chance and we've sort of seen you know in the media about how much playing footy means to him it's really disappointing to see him kind yeah. of going balls up that chance by yeah was it knocking on jared harbour's door and trying to get in there and and then i think going off to somewhere yeah, else a so, few stories came out yeah so it? who knows but 
Anyway, let's uh, yeah. Look, said there's not not much not much from that game. Like I, I thought the second quarter was fantastic. Had a had a great five goal zip second quarter and looked like we were going to be cruising. Should have won yeah. by a hundred points. And then of course, uh, yeah, that last quarter just absolutely fell asleep behind the wheel, and and the Dons nearly snatched it. I mean, they they were coming, they were coming hard, and and I mean for mm. for a team that had nothing to play for besides I suppose Bush's last game as an coach, but. For the days that had everything to play yeah. for, it was a bit, a little bit concerning, and, and one of those, one of those habits that's just you know crept up in the last probably six to eight weeks is those those kind of quarter fadeouts that's cost them games and almost did again on the weekend. And uh, but anyway, that's all right. Twenty twenty is behind us, and and let's. Uh, it, I thought I thought today we might try and not focus on the weekend's game, but more so try and have a bit of a reflection on the season. All right. Well, we might start with our positive segment of the podcast in credit to the yeah. boys but in this instance we are looking at credit to the boys for the season rather than just the weekend so let's uh yeah let's get it started back into the game so um through credit to the boys um i think it was on uh, all of us to step up and, and you know, really lead from the front and i thought we did that all day so we want to play our way just go after the boys All right, so I think over the course of the season, I've been really impressed with, I suppose, the D's knack to establish their defensive presence. And I know that it's been talked about by Goody a lot, and it's been certainly a focus for the D's in terms of we've we've invested a lot of money and a lot of assets into that back, into that back six and and yeah. into our defense. And I suppose it's been really, I guess, rewarding to see them at least get some consistency together. I know last year with injuries. Our, our big names up back have not have not played much together, but at least it was great to see May, Lever, Salem, Hibbard all play together for the majority of the season and, and actually develop some chemistry. So I think hopefully going forward, they said that they want to pride themselves on being a team that's really hard to score against and, and being able to find different mm. ways to win football games and, and with defense being that that other avenue, especially if we're, we're not winning the inside 50s or... Or we're sort of playing the game in our back half, but I think that's been a real positive, in yeah, a, a positive for the days this this season. What you know, any thoughts on that, Steph? Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I've I've said this to you before. To me, I've really enjoyed watching May this year. Just the depth he's added, um, and the presence he has down back is just exciting. And I think that's just been such a highlight for the D season. And yeah, looking forward on that, um, moving forward, and just seeing you know another big season from him would be ace. And, yeah, seeing how he works with Lever, getting Lever more involved. We've spoken about him yeah. last week, was it? Yeah, Where we for spoke sure. about Lever getting a bit more, you know, building that chemistry and his development and finding his place a little bit within the playing group. So, um, yeah, really excited for that. And I've really enjoyed that this season. So that's been a real positive for me. But yeah. what else have you got? What else? Come on, um, another I will just, just, quickly on, just quickly <laughs> on that with May. Bloody, yeah. how, did, how does he not make a 40-man squad of all Australian? He oh, did not make it. I know. Ridiculous. I Maybe not the but final I was 22. Actually, he but. was a name. Yeah. He was a main name that when I was reading a lot of, like, you know, fan um, comments on a lot of the posts on social media, he was yeah. a name that was consistently brought up. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I no, think well, he's stiff. Very yeah, stiff. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, uh, let's see. The next thing I've got there is... The ability to to blood the first year players that we that we've had, I think, mm. 
obviously the outcome for the season wasn't what we wanted. However, I think the fact that how competitive we were with playing three first-year players for quite a number of games this year is, is pretty impressive. And yeah. I think it gives us a bit of a, a pretty positive outlook to where our list sits in terms of, I guess, the balance of age mm. groups in there. The fact that, you know, Jackson, Cozzy and Rivers played so much footy this year, I think is a real positive without without really showing too much signs of, of, of being rookies, I suppose, in that sense. Like they're all, I suppose, they're all high yeah. end top 30 draft picks. So you'd expect that they're, yep. they're quality, but not often do you see probably three three first year players play such a high percentage of, of games in their first year. And I just think that there's so much to look forward to. And I think we talked about yeah. how we think that what the list is looking like. And I think our list, and a lot of media commentators have also mentioned that we, we have, I think, a really strong list. And I suppose it's really, and I think I talked about the other week about how it's not so top heavy, but it's awesome to see that, you know, we've got Petrarca and Oliver who are mm. sort of like that 23, 24 mark, which is that, you know, that really exciting age where, they're, where they've been in the game for sort of five years and they've got five years in the system and they're, and yeah. they're really starting to stride. But we've also got players that are 18 and 19 that yeah, are coming in and, and having having an impact of the game and, and getting getting those games under their belt. And we, we've spoken about Rivers. We've spoken about, you know, Jackson and, and, and Cozzy. And I just think it's, yeah, yeah I'll credit to them for getting those players in. Obviously, and there's positively play- impacting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They've they've, they've had a genuine impact on on the team and on and on the outcomes of the team. So, uh, unfortunately, Jackson's yeah. missed those last few games with the hamstring. But you know, like he's an exciting yeah. player. Like, yeah, no, I think I think it's I think the future's looking pretty good in that sense. And Rivers was so involved, which I've said in that GWS win as well. Like yeah. he was crucial in those dying moments. So to oh. see a young gun like that step up. How, how exciting is that? And and Great in signs. and in the in that last play and that little clip at the start of the at the start of the podcast I played, pretty much when Essendon yeah. are coming and coming and coming and, and we've got nothing to stop it. Rivers makes this amazing tackle and the ball spills out. Should have been holding the ball, hundred mm. uh, percent. Gets the ball gets to Melksham and Melksham pops it into the inside fifty and Fritch ends up kicking one of the two goals that he kicked in about thirty seconds to seal the game. But exactly, without Rivers' yeah. tackle there, because his tackle, I think it might have been on Cutler, maybe. And uh, but I, yeah. I, I feel like that missed tackle there, they they were surging, and uh, yeah, without him, as you said, you know, potentially the second mm, game that he's <laughs> that he's made a game-winning play on. So absolutely, yeah. the uh, yeah, future's in good hands, I think. So very much so. So we've talked about a few positives. We've got a lot to look forward to with the D's in 2021. Anything else? Any particular players standing out to you? Uh, just want to give a bit of a shout-out to, Timmy? Yeah, well, look, I think it's hard to, to go, you know, talking about this season without the league's most improved player in Christian Petrarca, who I think has, has now elevated yep. his status to, I think, at his peak, being a top-five player in the league. Well, is that is that too bold a statement? Yeah. What do you reckon? Top five? No, I no, I think... At I, his peak? Well, he's, uh, he's definitely up there. Yeah. Yeah, he's def. Yeah, I'd say within within that definitely ten. Yeah. Um, six to seven. Yeah, definitely. I he, I rate him. He's he's a gun. He's it's exciting. Just, yeah, I, he's just I've absolutely you know taken that massive leap that we've we've been teased over the last couple of years. Uh, but it's it's so rewarding yeah. to see that he's been finally moved into the midfield in his first sort of full season in the yes. middle, 
but then just showing that he's a he's a bloody, he's a Swiss Army knife in there. He, he can do a bit of everything, <laughs> you know, being able to be such a damaging forward as well too. And, and I know he's been likened to Dusty and, and Dangerfield, but that ability to be able to move forward yeah. and and being able to be a damaging Powerful. forward that he's, he's sort of shown, especially in that game against the Saints where he kicked four. Mm. I think I'm remembering that correctly. It was that yeah, game. Yeah, personal best. Yeah, but it's just... Uh, his, his score involvements, like I mean, he was he was second in the league for score involvements uh, behind Tom Hawkins. He was twelve point seven. Was he really? Yeah, absolutely. He, and he was also wow. second in the league behind Tom Hawkins. Second in the league for contested possessions as well, too, b- behind our own uh, Clayton Oliver, uh, and also able to hit the oh, scoreboards. Wow. I think he kicked fifteen goals for the year and averaged it was just under a goal a game. So I know that he had a he had a ripping preseason. I think the Darren Burgess. You know, I think his effect on him, maybe personally, has been absolutely huge, and I'm mm. and I'm hoping that a few other players kind of, maybe you know, strap themselves to to track over the next off season and, and hopefully get him in a similar shape because he's just proven what a bull he is. So, yeah, yeah, is he winning the BNF this year too? Tracker for BNF? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think yeah, uh, locked him, gonna, lock him in. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to talk about uh, MVPs a bit later on, but I think I think the MVPs that yeah. I've listed would be a pretty close call to uh, what one, two, and three at the at the uh, Bluey Trophy mm. would look like in 2020. So, okay. Yeah. So no, it's uh, that's it. <laughs> All right. So now that we've covered those positives, now it's time to turn towards the negatives of the season in pretty pissed off. Yep. Pretty, I'm pretty pissed. I'm pretty pissed off still. Um, it's not good enough. That's very unlike the way we've been playing, and something that we'll obviously review and get better at. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not good enough today. Um, this team, this club's got to start winning games. So the first thing I want to talk about is it's a it's a trait that has been, I suppose, attached to the D's for a couple of years now, but just the inconsistency throughout the season and and mm. it's been really troubling not to be able to trust the D's about which yeah. team's going to turn up week after week. You know, we have some really competitive uh, losses against Geelong and Brisbane, which was encouraging in the sense that we're, you know, we were kind of showing that we were there. We're, we're up up with the the upper echelon of, of the league of those teams, teams of, of that caliber mm. and then lose to some sides that we feel like that we should beat. And it's just, yeah, it's a bit of an identity problem, I think. I don't know whether they talk about building the brand and talking about supporters knowing what they're going to get out of the days week in, week out. And unfortunately, this, this season's a pretty good one of, of not of not showing that and, and not having the same team show up week after week. And whether that's, whether that's partly our fault yeah. for the way that we're that we're taking to the ground, or is that just are we giving credit to opposition coaches that f- that feel like that we're a team that can be e- easily coached against potentially? I don't know, but again, d- disappointing in that sense about watching us kick 12, 14 goals one week and then barely kicking three for four quarters the following week. Yeah, like I suppose the, the change in styles, and maybe I'm not giving enough credit to opposition teams, but. I just feel like that has been, yeah, too topsy-turvy in that sense. No, uh, I agree. Yeah. I, don't, I just think for me, like, you know, we've spoken about this and you've touched on it just then, Tim, with the missed chances and just the opportunity when the opportunity is there, they just, it was frustrating, wasn't it? They often yeah. just didn't grab it, especially towards that tail end of the season when the pressure was on and it was just, come on, Deej, you step up, 
you need this, let's go, finals are in your reach, and they just sat down. And yeah. it was just frustrating, wasn't it? And that, for me, has just been something that, yeah, definitely say pretty pissed off with that when yeah. they needed to stand up. They just went there. And that's right, and it's, it really does come down to, again, we've missed – Missed the chances when the expectation was there and, and we mm. obviously, you know, ballsed up the uh, opportunity to make finals with, you know, on our terms in terms of having those two games against Sydney yeah. and Freo, which I still think that Freo and Sydney, whilst they're below us on the ladder, still still decent teams. I think uh, I, I don't want to Yeah, Freo that. definitely up and coming. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I think we talked about that the ladder position this this season hasn't really no. reflected where yeah. teams are actually at. And I think that's something that maybe yeah. could have been blown over the top. But again, I just don't think that we approach those games with the same mentality. Uh, having having those two chances to lock up a spot and now looking at, you know, how yeah. we kind of finish the season, win against the Giants, win, win against the Dons, but obviously not enough. Yeah, It's just really disappointing that we, yeah, don't have been missing those chances, not taking our chances when, when they're up for grabs, mm. especially for a finals berth. At the end of the day, maybe it's just a true indication of where where we actually sit in terms of form. So yeah, who knows? Yeah, that's right, Timmy. And that's what we've spoken about quite a bit this year. And it's been, it's been frustrating, but you got another one for us. One more to finish this off for our pretty pissed off segment. <laughs> Just, yeah, to finish it. I mean, I know we've been pretty harsh on them all season and probably in some some senses <laughs> rightfully so. So I'm trying not to repeat myself here yeah. too much. There was a really, uh, a really great article written on ESPN a few weeks back after the D's lost to Frio. And it's they quoting and, and they had a bit of an interview with Craig Jennings, who was a former D's assistant coach. And I just it really resonated with me because he talks a little bit about Melbourne moving away from their strengths of how they were winning games. And let's say in 2018, let's not worry about 2019, but I suppose how mm. we've tried to, I guess, change the way that we play our game. And it's really, really, I suppose, insightful in terms of saying that our current style that we're trying to play, this kind of, you know, trying to control the ball a little bit more and be cute with kicks and, and that sort of thing, doesn't really suit our playing list, and, and we've talked about before how bad our skills have been, um, and how badly yeah. how badly on display, and in turnovers, especially early in the season, how much they were costing us. And I think it was really important that he he mentions that this this list and this team is built on their contested ball, and once you start to move away from that, if you don't have the players that can execute short, accurate passes, or if you're trying to play keepings off or Play a different, completely different game style without the personnel, then it's it's not going to go right. And I know Jonesy has talked no. a lot about Craig Jennings about his, you know, one of the greatest football minds that he's ever been, you know, associated with. And I'm not quite sure why. I don't know whether it was with COVID or how he got squeezed out of the club because I don't think he's working in another club at the moment. But yeah, just really, mm. really interesting. And he's he's come out a couple of times when we've had a bad loss and given us a bit of a whack and you know what, probably rightfully so as well. But I think it was just really, really interesting to see, okay, if we're trying to change the way that we're playing the game, if we're trying to yeah, execute a different game style and different game plan, we need the personnel in there. And if we can't have players that can kick the ball, and we've talked about that, about we don't have enough players that yeah. have a great kick, well, maybe, okay, if you're going to try and execute that and it doesn't work, you have to expect that in that sense. We, we don't have enough players that I think that have amazing field kicking. I think it first comes to mind, I'm probably thinking Petrarca, Jake Melksham maybe, Bailey yep. Fritch, but it's only a handful of players. And I think it's certainly 
certainly something they need to address in the offseason about going to get someone. If that's if that's the way they're going to continue moving forward, if that's the way that he wants to play. You need to find the, he needs, yeah, needs, fill yeah, the gap. Find players that can bloody kick the ball and hit a target because if we're yeah. if we're just focused on players that can that can win the contest and move it forward, but we're not moving it forward mm. by kicks. If <laughs> we're we're running and handballing and that no. worked really well in twenty eighteen. It hasn't worked so well this year. So I, th- I think being able to identify their game style, but also having the right, knowing your personnel and having the right team on on the field to execute that game style that you want to that you want to build. So I think that's been the biggest thing. Any any other thoughts on that? It's just yeah, it sort of is like this. It's a question mark a little bit for the last few seasons, isn't it? With the D's, where where you're heading and and um, yeah, that I read that article actually by Craig Jennings as well. Um, and I listened to it. I think it was an interview he had as – yeah, it must have been an interview he had maybe midway through this year because I was yeah. wearing the same thing where he's gotten to. Um, and, yeah, it, it's a, it was an interesting – I think you and I have spoken about it before too. It's, it was an interesting, uh, I guess, comment to make and, and just something that, yeah, maybe maybe that's something that needs to be tuned into and find their feet and find their game style with where they want to go and head. But that's right. And he's – like, I'm just looking at it now. I'm just going to read out a bit of a quote because it's – it's uh, obviously it'd be much better written than, than me trying to regurgitate it. But the former yeah. Melbourne assistant says the D's biggest strength was their contest winning ability. But the current game style, which relied on precise, safe ball movement, didn't suit the list. They don't have the kicking skills mm. to execute this game style. They allowed Frio to set up defensively and dictate the game, he said on SEN. Fremantle had a balanced game style and Melbourne were misaligned. Melbourne should have adjusted their numbers five minutes in the first quarter, which he should have when the rain came down, uh, and turned it into a real one-on-one territory game. That would have suited them because they rarely win games through skill, but they have a strong chance to win a pure contest game. And I think that that last sentence there, which, mm. which you know we're able to will the ball forward through our contest, but when it comes to skill level, we don't we don't all have that we don't all have those uh, fine finesse skill players. So I think I just really yeah I read it read it a few weeks ago and thinking back at now you know reflecting on the season like yeah that's so true what he said. So true. And but the question is, what are we going to do moving forward with that? Yeah. So how's that going to be addressed? mm, So yeah, hopefully hopefully they can target somebody whether it's in the draft or whether in the trade period. So I thought that given that it's the end of the season, that I'm interested to know how people, I suppose, have, have graded our season. And I thought often teams are given a report card and I thought it'd be interesting to try and reflect yeah. and, and see where I'm grading grading the D season. And, and for, for this one, I've given given us a C minus. So I'm not sure where that kind of sits in terms of percentage or pass or fail. I think... I think you have to look at it two different ways, and this is the way I was thinking. I think if you look at it year by year, so in terms of from 2019 to 2020, it's obviously an improvement in wins. Mm -hmm. It's an improvement in ladder placement. But when you look at it in the whole, and I think when we try and, you know, I suppose assess Goody's tenure as a D's coach and and compare it to 2018, I probably had higher expectations this year. And I think that given the chances that we've had this year, yeah, it's it's disappointing. I, I think disappointing is certainly a way to put it. I think that we probably yeah, I don't think it's a pass. I think that we had to make finals this year and we, we certainly had our opportunities to grab it. But yeah, I think I think C minus is pretty right. I think Gary Lyon gave him a D is probably oh, close he? as well too. Yeah. But I think C minus Yeah. Yeah, I think probably purely off the back of last year it's a C minus. I think if you're looking at it at a three game, three year span 
then yeah, probably probably D. But I don't know. It was actually. Did you catch Goody's uh, press conference the other day? I think after the game, where he made the comments about how we overachieved in 2018 and obviously underachieved last year, and it was oh, interesting to see a bit no. of backlash. I think Jordy Lewis came out and oh. sort of said, "Doesn't you know?" Probably not the best choice of words that he could have made, and I, I think I no, think he's probably right there. Cop out. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, look, obviously, you know, momentum's a really big thing. Maybe you could use different words than overachieve. Yeah. I think we had all the momentum, and you know, you mm. know, you know everything about momentum when it comes to finals, finals victories, and yeah. how important that is. But yeah, it was interesting to to hear him say that, and I don't know. I wonder how I wonder how the boys feel about that but yeah what, what do you yeah. think what, what would you i'm kind of putting a spot here what would you give I, the d's i reckon you're right on track see what i did there <laughs> I but did. very good with the with the c minus i and i agree 100 percent agree yes it's frustrating and it's frustrating again that it was left to another club um you know for your future was in another club's hands that's yeah. yep annoying um and disappointing again the i'm leaning towards a you know maybe get rid of the minus as well looking at the positive side, with with these young guys coming up, I think that is such a focal point. Yeah. Um, as we've said with, you know, with, with Riv and, and Jackson and Coz and looking at looking at those guys coming up and the impact that they've had on this season. And as you said, you know, you've got Petrarca and Oliver that are in that sort of mid-age group that have had such a positive impact. These young guys are starting to step up. I really like that. I think that's a really important factor to look at for this season yeah, um, yeah agree. moving forward but yeah I totally agree with you Timmy it, it improvement from last year but at a, on a looking at a overarching from the last few years yeah it was a bit of a letdown so and this is this I, is I why we, yeah. we have a real big question mark isn't it yeah no that's right I was just gonna try this is why we have a you know a subjective footy fan on on the podcast to try and balance out the negativity and i suppose the prejudice yeah, I'm that trying. i'm trying to <laughs> you know trying to analyze the season from a demons fan point of view which is always going to be on the yeah. glass half to empty scale whereas thanks for thanks for injecting that uh that, that a little bit more positivity because there certainly <laughs> has been the positives as well too so no it's it's certainly important but that's it no i think yeah let's look right. forward to next year and see what happens that's right. Well, I'll quickly just quickly finish off. I saw Gorney talk today, and I think he wrote a bit of a statement or a bit of an interview about about his reflection on the season. I think he said it's a failure, but not a waste. And I actually really like that comment in mm. terms of yeah, it's a failure because they didn't make finals. And I think he said that we don't want if we're we don't want to be a team that sits ninth and waits for other results to occur to mm. make the finals. That's that's not the mm. team that we want to be. And I think. I don't know I've been really impressed with him with his with his captain captaincy in his first year and yeah and definitely I'll talk about that and so hopefully there's a lot of learnings to come from it but uh, hopefully they see as much positive as what you do. <laughs> so Timmy, one of our favourite segments obviously is our Macca's Award each week, but we've scrapped that this week and we're going to look at an MVP sort of thing like a Melbourne Brownlow. Yeah. So I want to know if we get if we were to give votes like on a Brownlow system of one, two, and three, who's getting vote number one? Well, it's a yeah, a lot of players to consider in this, but I think trying to narrow it down to mm. our top three players for the year. My first vote goes to Max Gorn, who I think, as I just sort yep. of mentioned before, you know, in his first year of captaining the club, I think has done an, an outstanding job in not only performing on the field, but I think saying some really good things off the field as well too. And I think being a leader, uh, which I know it, it was a big change, I suppose, going from Jonesy and, and Jack to now Max being full skip 
and I just feel like that he, he still continues to perform on the field. He was still a dominant ruckman. Whilst he was down a little bit in the hitouts, but he did only play the 14 games, did have those injuries. But yeah. he, was the, he was the number one ranked player in the league for in player rating. And I know there's, I know there's a lot of, I suppose, yeah. meaningless stats and padded stats out there, but I, it just shows his effectiveness of when he's on the field, of how effective he is. And, and we've seen that his value is, you know, immeasurable when it comes to playing all around the ground. And, yeah, he, he just did yeah. that on a consistent basis. He he might not have had maybe the year that he had in 2018, but I think it's still incredibly consistent. Yeah, no, totally agree. And, yeah, as you said, a great first year as captain. Yeah. So good on you, Gorney. One vote from Timmy. All right, let's move on. Who's that, getting your two votes? Two votes. Two votes goes to well, our All-Australian snub in Stephen May, who talked talked about him a lot. In this uh, on this podcast, we love him. but yes. rightfully so, I think, and he's just shown that he is an incredible force down back. And as we said, we, we talked about how important that defensive presence has been for the days this year, and he he has been at the forefront of that. Yeah. And I think he's been leading the charge with Lever, but I think mostly him in terms of I think he's the general back there. He's the one that gets them all organised yeah. and. He's just had an outstanding year, and especially the back half of this season, which I think is really where the momentum kind of to ramp started to ramp up for his, you know, his all mm-hmm. all Australian selection potentially obviously missed out, but he, yeah, certainly some of those games, uh, St Kilda one comes to mind. We don't win without him. Uh, his his ability to no. be able to read the ball, just such a strong body and intercept marks, but also just knowing when to punch, knowing when to fly. He's just yeah, absolutely incredible turnaround from last year in terms of we know we know what happened yeah. last year with him, but finally the player that we traded for, uh, who we've been given a bit of shit for giving away, you know, the, the pick that was I think uh, Ben King, Gold Coast pick. Yeah, who was um, it? Was yeah, Ben, ben King? Ben in King, yeah. yeah. So you know, a bit copped a bit of flack of that, but I think the last probably month, six weeks of footy, has certainly swung up the other way around, uh, oh, yeah. where Definitely. you know we're, we're certainly reaping the rewards of that trade. Well done. Stephen May for two votes. And I think I know the answer to this one, but take us away. Three votes. Who's getting it? Yeah. Well, I think it has, has to be Christian Petrarca uh, this year <laughs> who, yeah. who will go on to, to win our best and fairest and, and should have a pretty good dip at the Brownlow, I think, as well, too. I don't, don't think he's probably yeah. done quite enough to to steal it off probably no. Lucky Neil. But, yeah, he's just, oh, yeah. Like I said, his, his breakout has just been amazing to watch. Again, consistent. If he's... You know, on, on games where he's not getting high twenty possessions, he's damaging the scoreboard, and he's you know he's kicking four goals, or he's getting ten score involvements, or you know he's he's playing. Yeah, he's so versatile, and I think, yeah, he's just he's just proven that he's gonna he's he's a workhorse. He he wants to get better, and I think we're only just getting a glimpse of the start with him. I think you know being that age, mm. twenty four, and he's he's sort of ready to ready to explode. So, yeah, I. Absolutely incredible season, a huge, huge highlight on, I suppose, overall a disappointing season. But it's it's nice to know that we've we've genuine, genuinely got a A grade superstar in our team in Christian Petrarca. And as I said, I, I, yeah. I'm going to stick with a uh, you know top five top five player uh, in the league. I think <laughs> if he's not by the end of the next season, I'd be incredibly surprised. Put it that way. Yeah. No. Agreed. Interesting to see how he tracks to the Brownlow as well. I agree. He'll yeah. be up there. I think. Yeah, definitely. And I thought, and I might, might just follow on from here in, in terms of after we've given our MVPs, yeah. we talked about how important first-year players have been 
Um, mm. I think you know, talk about for best first year player. I mean, there could have been a number of awards. I could have I could have rattled off, but any idea? <laughs> was there anyone? I suppose we talked a lot about those three players, but any one of those three? I suppose rookies that we've had anyone that stood out for you in terms of best first year player for the D's uh, you know I love Trent Rivers yeah I love him um he's fresh in my mind I think to me because as we've spoken a few times today as well the crucial impacts he's had in some important games um and important wins for the D's in that tail end of the season yeah so for me I, I really love Trent Rivers and I'm excited to see uh his season ne- next year and and going forward so yeah. for me He's pretty up there, but I, I also like who I think you're going to say as well. It was a tough one. Who do you reckon? Well, I, yeah, I mean, I had Cosy, I had Cosy pick it down. Uh, I mean, it was pretty yeah, hard. Yeah, pretty hard. I suppose it's hard, hard, isn't hard, it? hard decision. I'm probably looking at Cosy mostly given games played this year. Yeah, I, I, definitely. It beats me how many games he's played, but he, I think he only missed probably a couple of games this year. So he's so much more than just like that kind of precious small forward. I think we've sort of seen that he's an incredibly skilled mm. player that can kick with his left and right. And I think hopefully he can kind of provide some of that that connection between forward and centre that we're so often missing. We saw that a couple of weeks ago. Mm. You know, his, his, his ability to read the, read the play and, and make the right play. And tell you what, he's got some pretty fancy footwork as well too. I don't know if you've seen some of his dance moves and stuff. Doesn't <laughs> he's uh, pretty exciting. So I've seen some of them. Yeah, it's pretty pretty unreal. He's, he's pretty creative when the ball gets on the floor and, and he's... he's Gets gets fans excited and he gets the uh, gets the commentators excited as well too. So I think from what we've okay. seen, I mean, we traded our first round pick to North this year in order to move up in the draft last year to get him. So I think again, oh cred- really? Yeah. So because we don't have a first round pick, well, we don't have a pick until pick twenty two this year. What did he go as? Uh, pick ten. What pick? Ah, uh, ten. ten. So yeah, I think it's. I think it was ten, but it, I think Up it might there. have fallen to twelve because of the, because of the academy selections and all that sort of crap. Yes. I think with um, yeah, with those other players. Jump. But yeah, they obviously. I think they they'd been yeah. courting him for a while, and yeah, I think he's he's mm, you know one part one part of that small forward that we're looking for. I think we're still still maybe searching for that for somebody to mm. go alongside with him. But yeah, incredible incredible first year for a, for a first year player. So. Well done, Cozzy. Yeah. Well, it would be silly of us not to uh, acknowledge all our wonderful fans out there, especially on our Instagram page. And I finally thought of a name for this segment. We, uh, yeah, struggled struggled with this one, but I found found a really good clip of uh, of Goody talking about the noise, the outside noise, and classifying it as Fugazi. <laughs> so I've decided to dedicate the theme with his little clip in there to the name Fugazi. So. Well done, Goody. <laughs> thanks for <laughs> thanks for providing me with an excellent name. People only commenting on what they see, um, but internally, it's Fagazi. Can you do with your best uh, Matthew McConaughey impression from the <laughs> No, I can't. But it's uh, it's goes something like Fagazi. It's woozy. It's wazzy. So I thought, again, this is where we get to look at all the responses that we've had on our Instagram posts over the course of the week and read out a couple that have really stood out for us and and our newly introduced rating system. Do you want, what was that rating system again, Steph? Do you remember what this was? I love it. <laughs> we are going to say whether they're on the right track or whether they're gone with the wind. Yeah, nice one. So whether we love it or we're not quite sure about it. All right. Well, I'll let I'll let you start so, with this one. What was what was something that jumped out to you? All right. 
Well, Timmy, we posed the question to, to our listeners on, you know, which we've just done. What letter grade would you give the Ds for the season and why? So Bobby Daz, 82, has given a score of F. Oh, and his rough. reason being, yeah, games against Swans, Dockers, Dogs and Lions showed how far away we are. Finals were the bare minimum and part of the four-year plan. Football department review needed and change in personnel and tough calls on the playing list needed. So for that, I think F might be a little bit harsh. Yeah. But with his his reasoning, I reckon he's right on track. I reckon that's really – he's right on track there, um, Bobby does. And yeah. I like what you have to say. I think it, it's it's hard, but he's, he's hitting the nail on the head there a bit, I reckon. What do you reckon, Timmy? Yeah, absolutely. I think – yeah, I think you're right. I think, yeah, a little bit harsh with the season, but – you know what? He might have commented on that uh, once the siren blew on the dogs, dogs video <laughs> game. So I don't know his emotions might have been riding pretty high then, but I can understand yeah. his frustrations. And as you said, I think makes makes some really excellent points there as well too about mm. maybe some things that need to be looked at. But yeah, no, no, I think I think he is definitely right on track there. What about you? Do you have one that you'd like to share today? Uh, yeah, just just one. I might be another one after this, but I think one more here. Where I was again, like with the MVP, asking asking the fans to name their top three players for the D's this season, and we had yep. one from Richard W Bay who named his his three as Fritch, a reliable safe pair of hands, Viney, his gutsy heartbeats, red and blue, and Clary stepped up big time this year. And I probably, I mean, I love those three players, and and I've been I've been a huge supporter of Bailey Fritch, and and I think. He cops a lot of mm. flack, but again, he—I mean, I think he kicked three goals four on the weekend. Yeah. A really, a really incredible talent that I think just needs to go back and hopefully, uh, yeah, work on his goal kicking over the off season. But yeah, I, I like—I like his choices. Yeah. They're a little bit, you know, probably minus some of the big names we might have expected. But Viney, again, his 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 heart and effort is never questionable, and I'm still confident that he's going to re-sign. I don't think there's any danger of him going to Geelong. And Clayton Oliver yeah. has just been hugely consistent, and he's backed it up with a with a selection in in um, all Australian as well too in that forty man squad. So which, yeah, I, I probably yeah. wasn't thinking. He just maybe we're just so used to him being his dominant self that you know we kind of take it for granted. Maybe much like Max's performances, but I did. I think I mentioned before, but Clayton Oliver was actually number one in the league for contested possessions. Uh, which is pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. So good on him. So yeah, look, I think uh, Richard yeah. definitely right on track. And and there was one more here. I think on that same post that you were talking about, Steph, uh, a good friend of the podcast yeah. there with uh, still good on uh, uh, podcast, which is which is actually actually my brother's podcast, and he had a pretty good response there and saying <laughs> uh, rates rates our season W. What is football? And yeah, I think he's well. I suppose as, as a heartfelt D supporter as well too. I probably feel like that at stages, and thank goodness that the yeah. NBA playoffs are on at the moment, and and Denver won game <laughs> game three of, of yeah, uh, Denver against up for you. against the Lakers. So, but it was actually quite interesting. Last I was listening to my brother's podcast the other day when I was doing. Some gardening, and, and he it was obviously filmed. No, sorry, it was recorded on the night that we beat oh, GWS, and he gave us he gave our podcast a good shout out. So I'd like to like to oh, return the favour, and uh, and yeah, if you're a fan of of nineties films and early two thousands films that you watched as a kid, and you're wondering is that film any good still? Uh, his his podcast, run by himself and his girlfriend Jess. 
uh, yeah, a, a great exploration into those films that we grew up with and kind of analyzing them now yeah, and <laughs> wondering whether they still hold up or, or nah. So, yeah, so thanks thanks for that, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Steph, that's that's pretty much pulls a, puts a wrap on 2020 and, and a wrap on our, yeah. our home and away season, but... It's not over for all teams, uh, of course. Uh, how, how are you feeling? What, who who you guys got in the first week of the finals? The Saints. We have the oh. Saints. So for a little while there, I was a bit worried because Collingwood had a one. We would have been heading over to, I think, over to over to um, Perth for the Eagles, which yeah. I wasn't as keen on, Timmy. So Fair enough, too. A bit happy with this result. Although, yeah, we struggle against the Saints a little bit. So let's hope. Um, a bit worried Obviously, my two, two of my faves, Aaron Norton and Mitchie Wallace, yeah. came off injured last week, which was oh, what's concerning. Wallace, what's Wallace done? But what did Wallace do? Wallace had got, well, it looked terrible. To at right the last sort of minute, he came off looking devastated, um, and he was holding his shoulder oh, and um, was holding it in a really awkward position, like you know, holding it close to him. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know, look, look like it had. He'd done his shoulder, you know, done something, PCL or whatever it is. Yeah. And um, even in the song, like, he didn't even lift his arm or nothing. So mm, he – and he looked upset. So that's why everyone yeah. was like, oh, oh, no. But I feel that extra bye week. I believe it's a bit of a stinger and yeah. he's on track. Yeah, thank gosh for that. Yeah. So bit of a stinger, I believe. And um, all signs are pointing to he'll be good. And yeah. Aaron Norton obviously got a, a bit of a hit from Darcy down back. And, yeah. And um, they were worried there was a – Broken jaw or eye socket, but thankfully it's just a small fracture to his his uh, cheekbone, which which he'll be operated on and, and good to come back and and play. So yeah. we should be on on track for that. So yeah, nice one. Yeah, oh, we're certainly. I think if if any team is going to kind of pip us at the post to get in the finals, it's I don't mind the dogs and got a good definitely got a soft spot for them. And I honestly <laughs> think that you're a much better football club than St Kilda. I yeah, I don't honestly think too much of them. Uh, I don't believe that. Well, they're certainly yeah. not a top four side like they kind of were carrying on about earlier in the season. So I think, honestly, I think if I was to, tip, yeah. I'd probably say you guys buy. Let's let's go nineteen points. Um, is how I'm feeling. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Okay. Are you backing us in? Who who are you backing yeah. for the finals campaign, Timmy? Doggies. <sighs> oh yeah, Come yeah, on. absolutely so, for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> to take out the whole thing is it's a little bit hard. I, I still think that oh, I I, everyone's everyone's a little bit vulnerable. Uh, Ports, Ports, I think, looking the scariest, to be honest. I, yeah, I don't oh, know. Aren't they? Yeah. Every time I seem to back Geelong, I think that they're going to get, you know, they're going to do all right. They, they get, I think the last time I tipped I them against Richmond, they got absolutely their pants pulled down by them. So, um, <laughs> you know, and then Richmond, who knows? Like, they're, they're obviously that force that 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 can that refuses to go away. Um, so, they're, they're always up with a chance as well, too. So, let's, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how but- it unfolds. I will say, not getting ahead of myself, but last time we finished seventh. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. You <laughs> I did love that uh, year. We finished seventh. Yeah. And look what happened. But you know, Absolutely. hey, twenty 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 is the vibes, year. Yeah. Positive vibes. It's anyone anyone's game. So I know. Fantastic. I know. So let's hope doggies can uh, can get a win and be nice, won't it? That's it. That's Something it. Now, fingers to, crossed. Anyway. Yeah. No, definitely be. Uh, Definitely be rooting for you. It's been a lot of uh, there's a lot of red and blue in that red, blue, and white. So yeah, it certainly got me. <laughs> Can adopt some white for the yeah. next couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So Love awesome. It. All right. Well, do you wanna do you wanna just remind us where where can we find our podcast? Yeah. Our, our incredible, amazing, fantastic 
podcast, Attention to Detail. <laughs> where, where can people yes. listen to it? So come and give us a listen, Attention to Detail. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and on Spotify. Jump on Facebook, jump on Instagram, give us a follow, give us and have a chat with us as well, Timmy. Give us yeah. a comment. Have a chat, send us an email, any feedback. We'd love, love yeah, it. we'd love a review. I don't know, how, I don't know how you give a review. I see other podcasts saying, you know, rate us and give a review, but I have, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea how you do that. So look, if you if you figure it out, please do. We'd love, uh, we'd love a bit of feedback. Let us know. <laughs> and I think, yeah, I don't think we won't make this the last episode. I think we might, yeah, as you said, maybe no. maybe look at the Brownlow and maybe look at at trade period as well, yeah. which is always exciting. And so yeah. we'll, we'll be back, uh, and yeah, hopefully be able to talk about the the dog success uh, in the in the finals, and then yeah, it'd be interesting to see a bit of the off season, try and track a bit of the off season. So thanks again to everyone yeah. for listening and and all your comments and your posts. Yeah. Keep it up. Unfortunately, the D season is over. However, I suppose hopefully as neutral fans that we can still get excited and hopefully see some good good uh, yeah some good games of footy for good a, footy. an exciting final season. So. Again, Steffi, thanks, thanks so much for coming. And uh, yeah, well, we, thanks you, for having you me. Too. You, you didn't actually come anywhere. You, you, you're still at home, but uh, enjoy, <laughs> so enjoy the fun. rest, enjoy the rest of your school holidays. Happy holidays, and uh, Thank make you. sure to rest you too. up. And yeah, go days. Thanks, everyone. That's it. Thank you.